What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hello everyone, you are watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. I'm Emily May, and I'm not alone today. I have with me a guest co-host from the Hardy Wrestling Podcast, Stephanie Hardy. Welcome, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm just so grateful to be here and be back with you, you know, on this amazing platform. I know. I'm so, we're so excited to have you. And we're also really excited to have another special guest with us. And she's so incredible. She is the United Wrestling Network's referee, Allison Lee. Yay. Yay. Hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> so good. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have you because we work together in the United Wrestling Network. We've seen each other work. It, you know, TV days can be really exciting and the adrenaline is rushing. It can be kind of crazed and you're always a joy to work with. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm thinking of primetime days when you bring up those memories. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> oh my days. gosh, yes. <laughs> crazy days, live TV, you never know what can happen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So let's just jump right in and let's talk about how you started in wrestling because you're, you're somewhat new to the industry, but you've done so much in that amount of time. So share with everyone how you started and why you started. Okay, yeah. Um, I actually wanted to be a wrestler, or at least try. So, um, like, three, four years ago, I, you know, was already doing Muay Thai, and I told my trainer, I think I want to try and wrestle. There's a Santino's intensive. I want to try and get in shape for that. Um, so, during that time, I was studying a lot of wrestling, just getting really into it, going to the lo awesome local shows in SoCal, which is an amazing place to be watching wrestling. Um, and then... Um, I started going to shows with my boyfriend and lo and behold, we go to a show one day where I'm building a ring and they're like, we forgot to book a ref or whatever happened. Here's a ref shirt. Can you do it? And my boyfriend said, of course she can do it. I'll show oh, wow. her how to do it. Yeah. So I ended up Iron Manning this like this outdoor festival show and everyone was like, you know what? You did a pretty good job. You should keep doing this. So that's literally how I fell into it. And I haven't looked back since. It's been amazing. Yeah, you're so incredible for like jumping into that moment like that. Talk to us about what that moment was like for you because you know you you've watched wrestling, you've seen it, but then just just to jump in like that and say, okay, I'm gonna ref and have someone guide you. What was that moment like for your first match? Yeah, I mean, luckily in high school I had done comedy. I was in like a comedy troupe, and I was I'm sort of Ooh. used to performing and doing improv. So I it was very nerve wracking, but. It was, you know, like a cannabis festival. So like people were only half paying attention. It was like the perfect audience for a debut, not knowing what I was doing. So it was really low pressure. All the guys worked with me. And it's funny because the guys there are people we work with at championships. It was like mm -hmm. Anthony Idol, Wolf Zaddies. Just, yeah, and they were all really patient with me. And 
it was super rewarding. I remember Ryan sort of like we went to Cracker Barrel and he was sort of like, I wish my match had gone better. And I was like, I'm having the best day ever. I made a wrestling <laughs> debut. I'm going to drink this chocolate milk and eat my pancakes. So it was a really amazing feeling. Yeah, I do have to say there is, you know, I remember when I first did my first few interviews, I was a nervous wreck. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And, but I remember that adrenaline afterwards where it is the best feeling in the world. You feel like you're on the top, uh, you know, cloud nine, and then you're kind of addicted to it. You're like, I'm going to yeah. keep doing it. You're like, I'm going to get better and better and better. I and agree. So, yeah. So let's talk about, cause you, you very much are, are incredible. You've grown so much. And I know that you, you study tapes and you research and you have mentors along the way that help you after every match, you know, you study, you study your own matches. And so talk about the preparation as a ref and what you've learned so far in that process. Yeah, I, I'm being very serious about it. Like I want it to be my career. Um, so pretty much every day I do something to help it. So um, basically like working out has been the main part of it. I try and get really strong glutes, really strong back. Um, so, so that, that's really helped me, I got to say, in my confidence in the ring and just being able to be there when I need to be there. And then outside of that, yeah, I, I look at my own matches, which is probably the hardest part. We never want to hear ourselves or no, watch ourselves. No, no not at all. <laughs> right? So it's nerve-wracking. It is. And it just, it's very vulnerable, right? Yes. Um, so a big thing about refing has taught me to be vulnerable, which has been mm -hmm. really great. So I, I work with Ref Aubrey, who's been the most amazing mentor on the planet and um, has taught me just so much. And I show her my bad matches. I show her my good matches. She's always grateful to see them, right? Um, so, uh, that's been really helpful is to show my bad matches to people and be vulnerable and take their critiques. And then of course, watching people who kind of look like me, people who don't look like me, uh, refing, I, every single ref has something they can teach you no matter where they are. And that's been really amazing. Okay. Well, I actually have a question, um, tying into, um, you being a referee, like how exactly has that changed, you know, since the pandemic has started? Cause I know <laughs> that, um, shows haven't necessarily been, you know, as active as they normally would during a normal time. So how exactly have you been able to adapt your training and adapt everything that you've been learning as a referee, you know, as the pandemic has sort of changed everything and as the world is opening back up now? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I debuted in 2019. So for a minute there, like at the beginning of 2020, I just made my debut at Arizona, which Emily was there for. Mm -hmm. I was booked for a bunch of shows. Everything was great. And when the pandemic hit, after a certain amount of time, I was like, well, that was a nice dream I had, you know, and I felt mm -hmm. like it was all over. So when Championship in Hollywood contacted me, that's when things picked up again. And for me, TV training is the most important thing on the planet. Like, yeah, it's good to get indie shows done and, you know, they're great and the audience is great, but learning to work camera has been so important. And I'm actually sort of glad that an audience hasn't been there because it's made it almost more difficult because I have to hide a lot of things that I do. It's like a magic trick. And it's really made me very fine-tuned. So when an audience does come back, they're not going to see anything because I've had to be so quiet and subtle about it just on camera. So, yeah, so it's been good, but I'm so glad that shows are opening up again because it's just not the same. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It, it, uh, it definitely has changed the last year, you know, adjusting to kind of doing sporting events in, in a pandemic 
one of the ways that I know United Wrestling Network kind of pivoted was through Primetime Live. We had the pay-per-view special weekly and without fans in a studio set, studio setting. And so talk about that because that was a, that was a huge experience for oh. both of us. <laughs> and you, you rough some incredible matches during that run. And I, I feel like we both learned some lessons uh, on that show. And so talk, talk a little bit about that. I'm grateful for that experience. It was definitely a, a deep end of the pool experience for me. Uh, I'm really grateful that I got to cut my teeth there. I hope I get another shot at it because it's stuff that I brought to Aubrey and she, she made me a much better ref because of it. But it was, I think it was intense for everybody. It was a great learning experience for everybody on board. It was a really special product. Um, and all I can say is I really hope it comes back so we can just make it that much better. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're, we're super, super excited to see where that goes. Um, what I know you, you said that you're working with Aubrey as, as a, she's a mentor to you. Is there some advice that she's given you that you take with you in every match that you ref? Yeah, I have a color coded notebook from her. So she gives me lots of tips. She's given me a lot of, she's really good about psychology. So I actually have been able to help some of the workers at United by being like, why don't we do this kind of psychology in the match? She really understands that. And honestly, I actually trained with Aaron, our producer, or I don't actually know what his role is, but <laughs> the, one of our bosses, I guess. And yeah. he taught me so much about some of the magic tricks that we do. Like, I, I'm really grateful to those guys for like, I don't know, like, like pulling back the curtain for us and trusting us to to use it and learn it. I know that I didn't really answer your question, but I'm just really excited about, about being mentored by wonderful people. And, and they've given me so much advice. Like it's really just kind of changed everything for me. That's okay. You're keeping your secret sauce close to the chest. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I'm keeping kayfabe, guys. Yeah, keep it alive. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, I also have one question. Like, what exactly has been your favorite match to call so far? Even though uh, you have just started, well, what exactly? Um, do you have a favorite already, or are you just still sort of waiting for that special one? I do. Um, there's specific people I just, I have good chemistry with. Um, and there's a match upcoming that's a title match. So I can't really talk about it because it hasn't aired yet. But it was just <laughs> magical chemistry the whole match was just perfect we all worked together really well to tell the story and i can't wait for everyone to see it and i'll, I'll mention it when it comes up but uh that's like what we live for i think is that magical moment where everything just works together perfectly in a match and if there hadn't been an audience they would have been going absolutely wild <laughs> <laughs> i love those moments you know when everything just works together and at the end all of you look at each other and say that was that's going to be it right yeah i do appreciate when workers realize that the ref is there to help them i'm, I'm there mm -hmm. to help you tell your story i'm not there to get in your way or not let you get your shit in as they say but i'm there to like yeah and, and so the workers who who work with the ref whoever it may be to make that story happen it's really special that's amazing so um i know you're a huge comic book fan and How could you tell? What? How could you I tell? mean, you know, just a little bit, right? <laughs> and you, you've worked in a comic book store for a really long time. And so we have to know, like, what is your favorite comic book series? I know that's a hard question. 
It is. Wow. I have so many, and they're my favorites are always indie. So I have to be like, okay, so picture of like it was Hunter S. Thompson in the future, but that is my favorite. <laughs> my favorite. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's called Transmetropolitan, and it's like uh, commentary on America, like through Hunter S. Thompson in the future. That's so, amazing. I gotta check that out. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. I like uh, really um idea fueled comics like lots of fun concepts um lots of fun characters and i love i love depressing stuff too and so those are my two genres (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i find i used to find the customers who were like oh yeah give me that super sad stuff and i was like oh this book man you're not gonna get out of bed for a week it's gonna be awesome (laughs) oh my goodness it's almost like how people describe watching Grey's Anatomy. It's like, it's a wonderful show, but it's going to depress you. Yeah. Oh it's going to make you cry. <laughs> yeah, I can't watch, like, Game of Thrones all the way through because it depresses me so much, but I'll read right. the same kind of book. I don't know. <laughs> Everyone's different. Everyone's different, right? Yeah, um, yeah but you got to pace yourself on Grey's Anatomy. Don't go through all 17 seasons. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so kind of going back to comic books, um, if you could create your own comic book story for, let's say, a raft, if you could if you could create, like, a whole story around that, um, what would it be? And, like, would you do that? I feel like that would be amazing. Around raffing? Yeah. It would probably be like Dark Side of the Ring style stuff, even though I personally Ooh. haven't had any Dark style, Dark Side of the Ring experiences, but that's just the angle I would go with because, I, I'm, yeah, that's my brain. But <laughs> Okay, you like the Dark Side, all right. <laughs> I do. Or either that or I would go full cosmic with it, and I would be reffing in space. Yes. Ooh, I can see all the the zebras going. (laughs) Yeah, we're all like actual zebras and it's alien wrestlers. That could be cool. Oh, that would be amazing. Oh my goodness. All right, if you guys, if anyone is hearing this, we need to get this going. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That was my favorite part about Avatar Last Airbender, the first um, series, is like Toph was in a wrestling league like that the bending wrestling i thought was i would just watch a show of that i was so disappointed when the spinoff wasn't just about like bending wrestling it would have been great oh yeah (laughs) uh steph do you have any questions well i do have one other question have you ever thought about writing like a comic book yourself like i know like in terms well i'll well you did mention you wanting to sort of write like a cosmic thing in space like have you ever had any other ideas in terms of making comic books yourself to be honest i'm more of a like because i was in the comedy troupe i did majority of the writing for that and that was really that's close to my heart so instead of writing comics i would like to write sketches and i would love to be involved on the creative side with a promotion if they let me um I really, because of my love of comics and all these things, I really understand how stories work. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that would be super rewarding for me. Okay. I actually do have another question um, involving that. Since you mentioned creative and wrestling, do you feel that there should be uh, more spaces for women in those types of roles? Oh, well, yeah, of course. Like, absolutely. We have, (laughs) we have um, Alison Danger on board Mm -hmm. now, which is great. Um, And she's incredible. Yeah, it's helped us a lot. And yeah, for me, like, I think what it comes down to in wrestling, and, th- and I, this comes from seeing it happen in comics over my nine years, equality, being treated absolutely equally, training, totally equal, booking, totally equal. Like, that's why people don't come forward with their problems is because they feel like they're just 
they're just there for right. a, a reason and not there because they're a worker. So yeah, absolutely. I, I would love to see comic or uh, sorry, wrestling split down the middle as comics have sort of become. Yeah, I, I know we're I know we're all, you know, there's promotions out there that are working to change that in the industry. And yeah. so speaking of United Wrestling Network, you were the first official um, first woman ref for the United Wrestling Network. And then that's expanded kind of in all of uh, their programming. And so what did that moment feel like when you realized that you were the trailblazer for United <laughs> Wrestling Network? It was cool. It started on Arizona and we had an audience at the time. It was like February. Mm -hmm. And when I walked out, no one knew who I was, but everyone cheered and clapped. Yep. And that, that was just so a cool. really special moment. It was like beyond me as a person. Mm -hmm. And that's, exactly. yeah, that's what it means to me. And the ceilings I've shattered in comics as well. It's like women are my first priority, to be honest with you. I would put my career and my life on the line for like women to have a better future. So to be able to do that is like a really beautiful thing. And I, I won't like keep my mouth shut or anything like that, the further I go, I'm always going to make the right choice for women to have that space and people who don't have that space to have that space. Right. That's so incredible. I mean, I love watching you work, you know, you yeah. have such incredible, you know, presence. Cause I know the ref has to kind of like be, uh, not not really distracting, but you really do have a presence about you. You're always willing to help and jump in for ring crew, and you're always so kind and generous. Um, and so I, I find you like you're amazing. Oh, <laughs> and thank I'm, you. And I'm so proud of you because I feel like we both were kind of in transitions in our careers. Uh, at, you know, at Arizona and at different uh, times with like primetime live. So I love how we've been together on this journey together. Yeah, it's funny because when I was picked for Arizona, it was at that Alpha Omega Wrestling show that you yeah. did commentary for. And I was like, this girl is amazing at commentary. She put, <laughs> she didn't bury me for once. Uh, this is great. Like, so it's been really special to like uh, both of us having this space in wrestling. And I know Aaron appreciates the crap out of you. Like Aaron loves you. You do such a good job. So. <laughs> I, get, I blush. I blush every time because he always like throws out my name and I'm like, ah, I get so overwhelmed because we're, we're a great team together and I'm super honored to work with him. Yeah. He is awesome. Yeah. He's been great to work with. This is so great to hear. And you know, like I feel really inspired by your journey and actually, you know, speaking with you for the very first time. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> so I want to ask you a question. Like, it, do you have any favorite wrestlers, you know, that are uh, male, female or just non-binary? Um, let me think. I mean, I really like. Uh, OK, so if we're just doing like Mark stuff, like who I like watching or whatever, I really like Shayna Baszler. She's at the top of my list. She is an absolute trailblazer, mm -hmm. really badass, just everything I like. Um, but outside of that, honestly, like I'm so character driven being mm -hmm. from comics. I like quirky characters. Uh, I can't break kayfabe, but my boyfriend's character is very quirky and I've loved it from the beginning, which is probably why, <laughs> you know, <laughs> our romance bloomed. Uh, I really like uh, Doomfly because they're bright, goofy, mm -hmm. like, but badass. Uh, so that's Delilah Doom, who's amazing, and Eli Everfly, who I get to ref next week. So I'm very oh, excited. Oh, awesome. That. Yeah. So do you have any dream matches that you would love to be a ref for? Um, oh, there's so many. Like, I know. I it's a hard question. <laughs> uh, there's, 
there, yeah, there's so many, so many of our friends who I love refing for. Like, I really couldn't answer it. I'd have to think. I love the, I love the goofier matches, right? So, like, yeah. I would love to work with people. I would love to work with Orange Cassidy. Like, that would be amazing because he. I have worked with Kikataro before, who's very gimmicky, and he always kicks the male refs, you know, in the, in the uh, below the belt, and he still did it with me, and the audience loved it they thought it was so funny so yeah (laughs) so i like i like being involved in that way that's so fun um that's so exciting um so is there when you're working with uh with talent and kind of preparing for a match um what's the mindset that you use going in and how do you work with them to make sure that it it works out okay in the end Yeah, that's a good question. That's actually been a really hard thing to hone because there's an aspect of not wanting to step on their toes and an aspect of you still need to follow the rules. Sorry, there are rules, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I try and eke out the story that they're trying to tell and ask questions about that, you know? Like, so whatever angle they're they're doing, I want to really help them do that. And then... um, Yeah, I just try and be open, but I do remind them, um, like, I have a really good sense of time, which is good because I am basically a timekeeper. That's one of the ref's duties Mm -hmm. is time cues. So uh, I do have to be like, I don't think you're going to get all that done in six minutes, you know, or whatever. And they're like, okay, you know, so sometimes you do have to give them the bad news, but you have to, you have to come at them with humility and not like, I'm the ref and I get to be the star because I have the black and white outfit on. Um, So... Humility, but being a straight shooter and being like, that's mm-hmm. not going to work. But yeah. I will help you with this. What if we do this instead? And exactly. I think, yeah, I think finding that balance is really tough, but I, I'm starting to learn it. And, and the more that people work with me, the more they can trust me that, uh, you know, I, I know what I'm talking about a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Was it um, difficult to find your voice at first? Yeah, I was mm-hmm. like the way that I am. I just. I, I definitely have imposter syndrome and I, it's starting mm. to go away the more time I spend as a ref, but in the beginning, like at prime time and all that stuff, you can see it on my face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Im- imposter, imposter syndrome is something that I sort of struggle it's with a, too, even as a podcaster. Mm-hmm. So it's, so I definitely get that, but you know, the more you take those leaps of faith, the more you, you know, learn and gain confidence in yourself and your abilities. So I definitely commend you for pushing through that. Cause I have to do that too. Yeah, it is hard. I think something Raffing has taught me is to fight the, what RuPaul calls the inner saboteur. Mm-hmm. Um, and just every time I just am so prone to say, I can't do that. I'm going to mess that up. I have a, I have an invisible man match. Well, it's not invisible man. It's actually God. I have a, a match versus God this weekend. It's going to be different. Uh, I'm telling myself, you're going to mess this up. But I know from all these times that I don't mess up. So it's like you have to take that leap of faith and prove to yourself you can do it. And I, and I have been coaching, uh, or I, I guess I've been coaching some people at Santino's who are refs and they ask me these questions all the time. And I'm like, yo, like primetime, I messed up. Like I was actually asked at one point to not come back. And then I got better and was asked to come back. So these, even if you do mess up, it's not the end of the world. Right. It's hard, it's hard to tell yourself that though. Yeah, it, it is. is. It is. Right. Cause you're, you're your harshest critic. You're always yeah. going to be judging yourself the most. And yeah. so, like, that's why I hate watching myself back, but I do it because I have to find ways to always improve and you watch your matches back. And that's like, that's really the only way you can get better. 
Yeah, I did go through a period working prime time where I shut down and emotionally I like I couldn't watch the matches. I couldn't do anything and it didn't help me. And then when I when I just like got over it and watched my first match, it it all went away and I like opened the floodgate and had had just forced myself to keep that floodgate open where I, I no matter how bad I feel about it, I have to keep watching it or improving mm-hmm. or doing the work. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. you're you're so incredible. Um, and then I so right now we're gonna transition into rapid hot tags. So okay. we're gonna throw you some questions and just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. All right. And so rapid hot tags is brought to you by Goalie Nutrition, the world's first apple cider vinegar gummy. Use code TK Trinidad Trinidad five to get your discount today. So do you prefer working out at home or at the gym? Got to go to the gym. Yeah. Not going to happen. Me too. Exactly. (laughs) If you could wake up tomorrow having gained one quality or ability, what would it be? Oh, I guess flight. It's so convenient. (laughs) Love it. No traffic. You can just zoom around. Right. Just get to your booking, you know. Easy. (laughs) If you were stuck on an island and can only bring one album, what would you bring? Uh, okay. Uh, uh, I'd probably bring a musical. I'd probably bring Into the Woods. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> I could a- act it out with the, the coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You can make little characters out of the palm fronds. Yeah. And- just do that for the rest of my life. I can yeah, see that's it. A bit one. That's I love a bit that. Album. That one will definitely will keep you busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, next one. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30 year old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? I would be so super powered with the body of a 30 year old and the mind of a 90 year old. Oh, I would get so much stuff done. It'd be amazing. <laughs> oh my goodness. I know TK and I always have uh, some discussions. We always are dif- on different teams for this one. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> if you could meet one celebrity, who would it be? Oh, that's so hard. I mean, I don't, I don't think I really, I kind of learned through like conventions that you don't need to meet celebrities. You're, what are you going to say to them? You're just going to almost pee your pants in front of them. So (laughs) I'm just going to put a dash through that question and be like, screw celebrities. We'll be our own celebrities. All right. (laughs) You're the first person I've ever met that's ever said anything remotely close to that. (laughs) So funny. It's true because I've gotten in front of my favorite creators and been like, um, okay, bye. And I'm like, I don't, what was I supposed to say? Like, <laughs> yeah, sometimes there's nothing. Sometimes you can never say any, like there's yeah. just no words. No they words. They know they're amazing. <laughs> Screw it. Whatever. Um, <laughs> here's one that's uh, catered to you. If you could be any comic book character, who would you be? Okay. So probably someone with the best powers, probably Galactus. Um, he is a world eater. He employs Silver Surfer to go find worlds for him to eat. It sounds like a great life. You just roam the galaxies eating things. And you don't care. And you're immortal. I love that. I feel like that's perfect. That, I yeah. feel like I would, I would do that too. It's empowering, <laughs> I feel. Um, well, thank you so much, Allie, for joining us on Women's Wrestling Talk. Where can people find you and all of your upcoming matches? Uh, yes. So, of course, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood and Arizona, free on YouTube. Uh, very convenient. 
Um, my Instagram handle and Twitter handle, which I never use because I'm confused by it, is Ref Allison Lee. Um, and yeah, hopefully you'll see me around at more shows now that things are opening up. Yes, definitely. We, uh, I know we're going to be working together soon again, so I'm excited. And um, yeah, you're always a pleasure to work with. It's always an honor to talk to you. And um, I can't wait to see where you'll go in the next year because it's going to be incredible. Thank you so much. Me too. And it was a pleasure talking to you, ladies. It was a pleasure yeah, talking was, to you. Yeah, it was wonderful talking to you. It was great yeah, to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yes, <laughs> I, best wishes. Thank you. Same to you. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Stephanie, where can people find you? Well, you can find me on Instagram at Hardy Wrestling Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Hardy Wrestle Pod. And you can listen to my podcast anywhere you get them. That's Apple, Google um, Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and everywhere else. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're busy. <laughs> yes. So you can find me on all social media platforms at Emily May Heller. And remember to subscribe and follow to Women's Wrestling Talk as well as Pro Wrestling Pets. We have new episodes out every Tuesday uh, for Women's Wrestling Talk and episodes out on Mondays for Pro Wrestling Pets. It has always been a pleasure to have our special guests on. Thank you again. And until next time, take care. Bye. Bye. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.